Faith, Hope and Love, episode 436, the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. God loves justice. God's wisdom and thinking are also well beyond full human understanding. Our Lord is the Christ, the Son of God, and it would be quite true to say that the Christian faith is very wary about reducing the dignity of a human person only to mere labels. We are ultimately gift and mystery. This is Faith, Hope and Love. When I was a child My youthful heart when it was running wild But wiser now I will rest those ways Though somehow a part of me can say For faith, hope and love abide And the greatest one is love The greatest gift in all creation A gift that's lighter than the words of you Not resentful, but gaining joy in truth For faith, hope, and love abide And the greatest one is love Turn your ear, O Lord, and answer me. Save the servant who trusts in you, my God. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I cry to you all the day long. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone, love and joy be with everyone on this day. As we prepare to celebrate the great sacramental feast of God's love, let's first pause, recall our sins and trust in God's mercy and love. Lord Jesus, you raise us to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgive us our sins. 
Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you feed us with your body and blood. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for Let us pray that we will be one in mind and heart. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world, our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord God of hosts, Go to the steward, to Shebna, who is master of the household, and say to him, I will thrust you from your office, and you will be pulled down from your post. On that day I will call my servant Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, and will clothe him with your robe, and bind your sash on him. I will commit your authority to his hand, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open, 
and no one shall shut. He shall shut, and no one shall open. I will fasten him like a peg in a secure place, and he will become a throne of honour to the house of his ancestors. The Word of the Lord Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. I thank you, Lord, with all my heart. You have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of the angels I will bless you. I will adore you before your holy temple. I thank you for your faithfulness and love, which excel all we ever knew of you. On the day I called, you answered. You increased the strength of my soul. The Lord is high, yet looks on the lowly, and the haughty he knows from afar. Your love, O Lord, is eternal. Discard not the work of your hands. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of our hands. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and how inscrutable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counsellor? Or who has given a gift to him to receive a gift in return? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia. You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. The gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, 
and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then Jesus sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord In the Gospel this weekend, our Lord gives St. Peter, who is the first among the apostles, the keys to the kingdom. Our Lord builds his church on the solid rock of the profession of faith that Peter makes and that we all make. The church is built by Christ upon the solid foundation of the profession of faith that our Lord is the Messiah, the Christ, the Chosen One. Our Lord is the Son of God, who shows us what God is like. Our Lord is the one who forgives our sins and gives his own life so that we may be saved. Our Lord is the one who invites us to share in God's gifts and promises. And if we accept, we become our Lord's brothers and sisters. We become children of God, part of God's family forever. Who am I? asks our Lord of his disciples. Who do others say I am? And then, who do you say I am? A person can't be reduced to a mere sum of characteristics that you can use to describe them. Who a person is can't be fully summed up just by titles that they might have. Every person, not least of whom is our Lord himself, is mystery and encounter. Our Lord must be encountered as a person before we can understand him as a figure of doctrine and belief. Surely one of the most common things that humans try to do to one another, and it might be the most unfair thing we do as well, is to try and reduce people to mere categories or labels. It might seem convenient and reassuring, but it's also fraught with risk for us to attempt to file human beings into neat boxes or categories so that we can understand them, or even worse, so that we can control or subdue them or not feel threatened by them to label another person. While it might be sometimes helpful or practical, it reduces the mystery and complexity and dignity of a human being into cliches and stereotypes and labels. When we reduce a person to a label or a category, this can poorly replace dealing with the real person in favour of dealing with safe labels, generalisations and assumptions about a person. And those generalizations and assumptions are a pale shadow of who they truly are. At times, these reductions may do them grave injustice and be quite unlike who they really are. Our jobs are an important part of who we are, but who we are is much more than the job we do. Who we are is more than what we've achieved in life. It's not an unimportant part, of course, but it's not the whole thing. Who a person is, is much more than what they're good at doing or capable of doing. How we look and what we possess, these are characteristics, but it's not really the core of our true identity. And when we rely too much on these other qualities, and not that some aren't important, but if we make one or few qualities the sum total of what makes us us, 
then we can run into trouble and our view can be seriously distorted. If my job is everything I am, if I am my job, what happens if I lose that job? Who am I then? Am I nothing? God says no to that. If my reputation is important, and quite frankly for all of us to a degree, it's very important. But if our reputation is absolutely everything, it can be tarnished. It can be wrongly taken away for us or rightly taken away from people. Jesus had a well-deserved reputation. He's God, the Son. But at the time of Christ's death, his reputation was in tatters, according to human thinking. He was disgraced. He was tried as a criminal and executed as a criminal. So his reputation, although actually unstained because all of the lies that were made about him, but nevertheless, if his reputation meant everything to him, then he would have been nothing when it was taken away from him, even for that short time. What I can do are characteristics of me, but if who I am is all about what I can do, what happens if my health fails me one day? We're still very much more than nothing. We're something, but always something in God's eyes and in the eyes of those who love us and truly know us. We can lose some very key qualities about who we are and how we're known, but we are still very, very important, and we still are. Ultimately, who we truly are is something that time and situation can never take away. The full truth of who we really are is that we are, above and beyond anything else, beloved sons and daughters of a loving God who loves us more than we can possibly understand, and who calls us into the fullness of life and union with him. And Jesus calls us into right relationship with him and with everyone around us as well. Who is this person, Jesus? Each person must discover the meaning and nature of our Lord themselves with the help of the church, and it's more than 2,000 years of tradition, teaching, and experience but there's no substitute for personally encountering our Lord as Christ in the scriptures, in the sacraments, in our personal prayer life, in the teachings of the church, and the writings of the wise and holy men and women of the church's history, and reflecting on his presence and actions in our daily lives and in our world. It's not enough to merely obtain only prepackaged doctrines about our Lord. These doctrines tell us a lot about our Lord and his nature and mission, and it's important. The divine love that's at the very centre of his mission, values and priorities. But our Lord is always going to be much more than the things we say about him. Who our Lord truly is, is about encountering God. And that encounter with God occurs in relationship. It's not merely an intellectual exercise, but it is that as well. Knowing Jesus is not just an exercise of the mind. It's about encountering Christ and his good news in our lives, in the people we meet, and in ourselves and our life story. Perhaps the second reading today holds the key. In it, St. Paul reminds us that although there's much we can and need to know and search for about our understanding of Jesus and God in general, 
Nevertheless, God is always much more than we could ever truly comprehend in this life. God has many aspects that are knowable, but infinitely more aspects of God's nature and thoughts are utterly beyond our human comprehension. It doesn't make what we know about him any less, but we do know that there's much more. This is what makes it so wonderful. That can be said also of human beings. The person sitting next to you, even if you know them very well, even if they're a part of your family, ultimately, they're still gift and mystery. They can't truly be reduced to a list of facts about them or a description of their characteristics or traits. They're much, much more than the mere sum of their parts. They're deeper and more than just the past ways of relating and behaving. We are all mystery. Even people we know really well are still mystery. And God is infinite mystery. It can be very disrespectful, quite an error, to take for granted anyone, to reduce them merely to a set of labels or minimal characteristics. And how much more does that principle apply to God, who is the God of all heaven and earth? And it's not as much about knowing more, but rather engaging respectfully and with awe with this divine mystery that is Christ. We jump into the deep and have ongoing prayer, reflection, listening, dialogue and discussion, and of course, encounter in the unfolding events of each day. Christ reminds us that it's all really about a loving relationship. It's so much less about categories and definitions. Relationship with God and relationship with each other, relationship with who we truly are ourselves, this is ongoing and it's a never-ending journey. Each one of us is called upon to reflect personally on our Lord's question, who do you say I am? Our Lord, of course, means absolutely everything to us Christians. We identify ourselves by his title. We are Christians. We follow Christ. Not only do we truly admire him as a person, but we love his message, which is a message of inclusion, mercy, justice, unconditional love and reverence. We love our Lord's offer of welcome to all people. We also adore the way Jesus puts people first. We worship the Heavenly Father's law of love in its proper perspective as a life-giving source for the benefit and help of all humans. God's law was never meant to be a millstone around the neck of others, but rather to free us to be everything God created us to be. We love the fact that our Lord is God who became human, one like us, because this makes humanity in the physical world blessed, holy and sacred. We're in absolute awe of the fact that our Lord is so sensitive and protective of each and every one of his Heavenly Father's children, that he even goes as far as to say in the Scriptures, I regard that what you do to even the least of these little ones, you are doing it to me personally. So our Lord, by this way of acting, is throwing over us his powerful cloak of protection, care and inclusion over each and every one of us. This is beyond measure. It's too wonderful to fully comprehend. Jesus is the perfect revelation of God and what God's truly like. That is so true. He powerfully shows us how God feels towards each of us. Jesus even shows us how God really treats us when we sin 
or stray from the path of life, or turn away and endanger our lives. And this is very good news indeed, for he is compassionate, loving, continuing to hope and to search, and return us to where we truly belong, in his pastures. We not only worship Jesus as God the Son and our Messiah, but also admire him as teacher, mentor, friend and Lord. Can we ever really get our fill of the still fresh and challenging message after more than 2,000 years found in his words, his parables, his actions? I believe, like St. Peter, we haven't even begun to comprehend the radicalness of his message. And although we've begun to apply it very deeply in our lives and attitudes, we're still only just starting to explore its rich depths. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us come before our God who penetrates the depths of our heart. For the Holy Father, Pope Francis, that as successor of St. Peter, he may continue to sustain and nourish the faith of the believing community. With hope we pray for the Church that its members may always search for a better understanding of Christ's wisdom and knowledge. With hope we pray for those without work, that they may not give up hope in their search for employment. With hope we pray for this community, that we will use our gifts to build a world based on equality and freedom. With hope we pray for the dead that they may be welcomed into the mystery of Christ's presence, especially those for whom we now pray. With hope we pray 
O God, in your wisdom, we ask you to hear us and grant our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. O Lord, who gained for yourself a people by adoption through the one sacrifice offered once for all, bestow graciously on us, we pray, the gifts of unity and peace in your church. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering cancelled out our sins. By his rising from the dead he has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, O Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with a company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and, giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. 
Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. The earth is replete with the fruits of your work. O Lord, you bring forth bread from the earth and wine to cheer the heart. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Complete within us, O Lord, we pray, the healing work of your mercy, and graciously perfect and sustain us, so that in all things we may please you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for giving of your generous time and prayer. I hope you have a wonderful week, filled with blessings and joy. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Today